The Villa Reaction Cast, a podcast made by a naive American Villa fan, with zero facts or prior research. And now. Well, what can I say about this game? Is the Cinderella run over? No, but the cherry on top is, uh, I don't know gotten kind of rotten i guess that's the best way of putting it but the ice cream's still good underneath we could have scored uh and they were great chances um early in the second half jack had a tremendous run it's just you know the goalkeeper for for leeds was just in the right place you know i believe he's only 20 21 years old so good on him but it was a great run by Jack. Nine times out of ten in that scenario, he would have scored. And the same goes for Kansa. I believe one of the announcers said that it was Kansa's birthday today. And it's also Jack Grealish's mom's birthday today. So, yeah, definitely not what you uh, want. I don't think Kansa's going to be blowing any candles and eating ice cream cake today. Um... But he had a good shot on that corner. I think Ross Barkley, it was a good it was a good corner to the middle and then Kansa volleyed it. And again, the goalkeeper for Leeds. I should have I should know his name. He's a Frenchman, young French Frenchman and, and he blocked it. He was right there in front of it. And you can't fault Grealish or Kansa for that. But what you can fault is the frustration and quitter attitude after that first goal after uh what was his name bamford for lead scored that first goal it just kind of felt like villa immediately collapsed like okay well if we want to keep this streak alive we're gonna have to score two goals in what 20 20 30 minutes nah i think we're done boys that was kind of the attitude you could see they were flailing their arms they were really needlessly rushing and you can just see the frustration on everyone's face and kind of mixed with defeat tyrone mings he worked hard he tends to unfairly get a lot of criticism because he's usually the one on the most uh talented opposition striker always he's always got he's always on them and so obviously he's not gonna be perfect every game where every time the best player on the other team gets the ball. That's why they're the best player. But Mings did the best he could. How, who's going to defend against that second goal that Bamford did? He was closed in, three, three Villa defenders, Mings right in front of him, and then what? From a stationary position, he just shoots it from his left foot and curves it in? Nobody expected that. Everybody was shocked by that. Those, that was just a really, really good goal by Bamford. And then it was after that second goal that it was kind of just over. You know, last game against Leicester, Villa made the substitution of bringing in Traore for Trezeguet, and he added uh, some offensive spice, I guess, is the best way of putting it. Traore did. He had, uh, he had that header that was, uh, that was saved, but it was certainly a threat. It was a good one. And he definitely contributed to, the, to that goal being scored by Ross Barkley. He influenced it indirectly. He didn't get the assist or anything. But his presence there really propelled Villa forward to get that final goal. 
but he just didn't do much of anything today. And speaking of Ross Barkley, he was kind of flat, kind of flat today. You know, his uh, his default position is right in the midfield attack. And I believe, you know, he, he early on in the first half, he had a direct shot on goal it, from a similar position, just just like how he scored the goal against Leicester. But again, the Leeds goal, goalkeeper. Hats off to him. He blocked it. Not that it was a super difficult shot to block. It was kind of weak, but it was on target. But Barkley didn't do, didn't really do much else. And when they would do the close-up to his face, you know, he uh, uh, he would he kept gritting his teeth, and he looked pretty angry, angry at himself, kind of frustrated with the situation, because this is his first time being a part of Villa having such a important role in the team he's kind of the robin to jack Grealish's back batman and there's kind of a sense of helplessness um and i think jack kind of after that that blocked attempt after that tremendous run that he just couldn't finish he kind of it looked like he mentally checked out of the game. He was, he got kind of lazy, and I think a lot of that is fatigue. Because when he got hit badly in in the first half, a player for Leeds he got the yellow card. Uh, Jack was on the floor for a while after that hit, uncharacteristically so. He's, and that's a sign that his his hamstring must still be injured. It, it's been injured since the Liverpool game, but he played the Liverpool game and put on tremendous performance. And then he played all of the Leicester game, but I think he's a little hampered. He's He was only able to really go for about 70 minutes. And then after that, it was just kind of over for him. He, was, he seemed really limited. His gas tank was used up, and that was that. That's all Jack can do, and Jack is the heartbeat of the team. You know, all things kind of run through him. Ollie Watkins, kind of a continuation of the performance against... Lester, which is kind of he had his role you know he was the forward attack the forward most attack and he was set up a couple times pretty well but just couldn't finish and he was up and down the field he he really tried but any i believe he had one shot on on goal that just missed so you can't fault him you can't expect him to play at a superstar level you know, he can't repeat the hat trick that he did against Liverpool every game. And that's okay. So I think the big takeaway is, you know, is Villa going to win the league with uh, how it stands right now? After that Leeds game, and even after the Leicester game, did we look like champions necessarily? No. But I don't think anyone... The minority of Villa fans really thought that, oh, wow, we could we could really go for that number one spot. It was it was going to be a temporary ride. And that doesn't mean that we've lost all momentum. It just means that a fairy tale, unprecedented run is kind of just not going to happen. We've gone a little bit further down to reality. And there's nothing wrong with that because we're still in second place, just like we started before the kickoff. Yeah, Leeds, they earned three points and that puts them in third place right behind us. They're two points behind us. 
but we have a game in hand to them. So, and we also have a game in hand to Everton, who are still number one in the league. And one player I forgot to mention was Matty Cash. He worked really, really, really hard. I'd say of all the defense, he really put the most effort in because all the attacks came through that side. And he did the best he could. And I can't fault him for that. Kansa did well. Mings did well. Target, again, it's not a lack of effort, but it's a lack of skill. And the lack of skill really showed. You know, before the season started, we're like, oh, we need another left back. Target needs to be replaced. We need to up the talent in that area of the field. But just like with Trezeguet, his, his work rate makes up for the lack of skill but today I think the weakness and his limitations really showed that he can only really do so much you know he was going up and down up and down when Jack got the ball to the corner of the left box you can see target run through and when we had free kicks he took a couple of those free kicks which he usually does um, he took in the throw-ins on the attacking end a lot of them but he just doesn't have that the technique the technical skills that if we really want to step up you know we need to replace and I think we do need a new left back now do we need a new striker do we need a second striker mm, not really I think admittedly Grealish was flat after the first 60 first 70 minutes definitely after the 70th minute he was flat Barkley was flat. Watkins was flat. Trezeguet did what Trezeguet always does. You can't necessarily fault him. Uh, Traore, look, he's brand new to the club. He's a substitute. You can't expect him to to be the the floor general. He's always been a complimentary piece, but if the you know the main the main attacking players are flat, you can't expect him to pick up the slack. John McGinn. He did decently well, you know. He's in the defensive midfield role, and he, I believe, towards the very end of the game, after we were already down three goals, I believe in injury time, he, he had a shot on target, which just whisked the crossbar. Decent attempt. Douglas Louise, he was very active, and he stayed within the midfield. He wasn't in the box. He wasn't a real offensive threat. He was just there to kind of pad up the, the defense and uh, transition in uh, when Villa broke up the set pieces for leads after their free kicks or corners. And he did decently well. You know, we, we said last year, or at least I felt this way last year, that Jack Grealish needed a 10 out of 10 game every game last year, especially after Project Restart, in order for Villa to have a chance to pick up any points. This season, after the first four games, we I came to the conclusion that, well, now, a lot of the weight is off Jack's back. He can play his average relative to his skill, which is, you know, a 7 out of 10 game. And he played a 7 out of 10 game. But someone's got to have an 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 game among Barkley, Trez, Watkins, McGinn, Louise. Somebody has to play above a 7 out of 10 level. Just one of them. Even Treora, you can say. And nobody had a, 
an 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 performance today. It was just all around, you know, a 7 for Jack. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Barkley, 6.5, 7 out of 10 performance. And everyone else in Villa's attack and midfield had around that range. A 6.5 to 7, not much higher than that. You could say 7.3 or whatever, but you get the point. And so no one really had that breakthrough. It came close to having a breakthrough. I think if Jack scored that that goal, that where he came all the way from our own backfield, all the way up to finish, then I think the momentum of the game would have really changed. I think if Tyrone Mings didn't try to act like a school headmaster and pick up Bamford by his jersey from the floor trying to straighten him out to tell him to to get up and stop faking his injury which in all honesty it, it was a nasty ankle twist so Mings wasn't the wrong for that but maybe if Mings avoided doing that maybe Bamford wouldn't have been so fired up maybe he just would have scored one goal or maybe he wouldn't have scored at all because those Especially those first two goals were pure individual skill. They really were pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Nobody would have predicted that he could have scored like that. I didn't, at least. I think Martinez had a, had a good game. You just can't defend those, those two goals that Bamford had. The first two goals, especially. Those were just magical goals. And I'm sure a lot of Villa fans are going to hate me basically talking up Bamford so well but look that's that's the truth of it (laughs) now what do I think of the future we're facing Southampton next week I think it'll be it'll be an easy game easier than this game it's more the mental aspect you know how well do you respond when things don't initially go your way and You've got a hole to climb out of rather than starting from starting from an even playing field. That's something this squad hasn't really experienced yet this season. Guys like Ollie Watkins haven't experienced that. Ross Barkley as a starter and such an important piece of our team hasn't experienced that. Jack has certainly experienced that. But... There must be something underlying with this hamstring. Maybe Barkley. I know he, uh, last week against Leicester, he almost didn't play because of some unknown injury. Something generally regard somewhere in his knee. But he did well. I don't know if it's still aggravated. Um, But I think we'll definitely pick up the pace. You know, it's a pendulum it swings it's not a video game nobody gets the reset in terms of uh, their health their endurance it sways and it goes up and down up and down up and down and so just because it's down you know today it was down our skill our play overall everything was down doesn't mean it's going to stay that way just like winning four games in a row doesn't guarantee that you're going to be in top form and win a fifth, sixth, seventh game in a row as well. And that's okay. As long as we realize that, and I'm sure they don't 
need me to remind them of that. We'll be okay. Now, before the season started, I predicted Villa were going to finish 15th in the league. We were going to be kind of where Brighton and Crystal Palace finished last season. After seeing the first four games, I I thought realistically, knowing that losing is inevitable, I didn't think we were going to lose today. I thought we were going to sneak out 1-0. We had a good opportunity to. But I thought after our first four games, before the start of this game against Leeds, I thought, well, we're going to finish kind of like how... Wolves did or Sheffield United did last year, kind of in the that 7 to 10 region. I really thought so. Uh, after today's game, what do I think? I think we're still going to finish 7 to 10th, okay? Anticlimactic, but I think reassuring. I'm still optimistic that we will. We're better than a team like Crystal Palace or so far, we've seen that we're better than a team like Burnley. I'd say we're still on par with a team like Wolves are this season. And I think I think we're still going to be in that 7-10 to 10 range. Do I think we're good enough to beat a top six club? Obviously, we've beat Liverpool handedly. I think, I think certainly we can compete with them. I think our midfield still, even after today's game our midfield is as good as any top six bar you know man city uh, you know we're or we're we're as good as the fourth fourth place onwards we we're certainly knocking on that top six absolutely throughout certain points in the season it may not seem so we might go on a little streak where we lose two matches and on and then draw in the following match but overall, we we're really we are right there. We're in the echelon just below the top six overall as a team, and we have individual players who absolutely could play for a top six club. And so, in the big picture of things, does today's loss suddenly divert our dreams? No. It just kind of. It's just a it's just a cloud. That's all. It's a single cloud. It's not a storm, it's not a hurricane. It's just one single dark cloud and it's going to go away and we get to reset and play Southampton, a team we are definitely better than. There is no doubt about that.